Welcome to the Rural Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Larson. This week, we're in Belleville, Kansas with Dan Douglas of Belleville Hometown Lumber. Dan is sharing about his unlikely path as an entrepreneur and how he was able to come back to his hometown and open a business. We touch on community over competition, what it means to bring jobs to his hometown, and how their business growth is having an impact beyond their community. So here we go with Dan Douglas. All right. Well, we're here today in Belleville, Kansas with Dan Douglas. Dan, thanks for being on the podcast. Well, thank you. We appreciate you coming and, and wanting to hear our story. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about you. Did you grow up in Kansas? So, yeah, I did. I, I grew up here in Belleville, um, uh, born and raised, uh, went to college, uh, came back here, oh, 10 years ago now, almost. Time flies, huh? Uh, yeah, it, it, it really is amazing. So, uh, but uh, quite the quite the trek to get back here. So, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, so, uh, I really do have kind of an unconventional path to uh, being an entre- entrepreneur. Nothing that I ever thought of. I, I left here, uh, thought, you know, I'm going to go play football at a junior college and and I'm going to go into uh, criminal investigation is what I thought. My my father uh, was a police officer and so that interested me. It still interests me, but uh, I learned that once I got to college, I really didn't have a clue as to what I wanted to do. And uh, so that that path kind of uh, changed quite a bit and and actually it changed uh, the first year I was in school my father passed away oh, wow. and so um, you know it, at 18 it kind of derailed me uh, I actually have a twin brother we both played football we both uh, kind of did everything um, uh, my wife Monica actually says that she cut the cord at one point in time, but that was when we were 25. So that was, that was even a number of years later. But, um, uh, from there, uh, at Hutch, I continued taking classes, um, uh, went to came moved back home for a year, actually worked construction while I was in high school in the summers, came back home that year, worked construction, went to cloud County community college, which is about 20 miles away. Um, took classes there, um, decided that living at home again wasn't necessarily the place <laughs> to be. So, uh, we moved, uh, both of us still moved, uh, to Manhattan and, uh, took classes at K-State. Um, uh, shortly after we got there, I started working in a lumberyard and, uh, continued working at that lumberyard for four years. Um, in the meantime, I actually quit going to school, found something that I loved and, and what I loved to do was work and, and actually work with my hands and, and be involved, uh, with day-to-day operations. And, uh, I thought that was going to be kind of my career to be involved in an operations side of a business and not necessarily my own still at that point. Um, so uh, I met met my wife, the, or my what would become my wife, uh, in two thousand one. 
uh, we left um, Manhattan in 2004. Uh, once she graduated, she decided she was going to leave Manhattan. And I figured if I was going to grow up and and if I wanted to be a part of her life, I needed to probably go along with her. <laughs> so uh, she cut the cord then. <laughs> okay, that's what it happened. <laughs> and um, uh, so uh, fortunately, wherever I had been, I'd always exceeded or... Uh, excelled, you know, exceeded expectations, excelled at whatever I was doing. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't a bad student. I was a student who didn't really have that direction or drive because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, in hindsight, I'd go back and I would have gotten a business degree and, uh, or I, I actually would have even considered now going to a vocational school and, and, um, becoming a, a plumber or a, a, you know a, a carpenter just to have that background um, electrician just because there's so much of a need especially in the rural areas uh, it, it is really lacking at this point in time uh, you know that's one thing that I've encouraged so many kids and and when they have me come and, and speak to the <clears throat> to the the schools to the high school students that's one thing that I always promote. And, uh, you know, a four-year education is not for everybody. It wasn't for me. Um, so I sit here today, you know, uh, kind of getting off track a little bit, but um, as a business owner without any degree showing that I have a formal education. Um, so I, I tell those students at the same point in time, I'm the exception. I'm not the rule. So don't necessarily follow my path or walk in my shoes. Um, but having excelled at what I had done at, at that lumberyard, um, my boss called a, a wholesale sales company that supplied us and said, Hey, I've got a guy moving to Kansas city. You should probably hire him. And so they did six months later, I took a promotion. I was actually running operations for that. Oh, I think at that point in time, we were probably a $20 million facility. And I was running transportation, operations, everything for that company. Um, excelled within that. Um, and then at one point in time, they had a, about five years later, they had a sales position come open in um, Kansas. And they said, boy, it'd really be great if somebody wanted to live in Belleville. And <laughs> it, was, it was in the center of the territory. And at that point in time, too, I covered a little bit of Nebraska, um, which for anybody listening, we're approximately 10 miles from the Nebraska state line and pretty much in the center of, in the st center of the state of Kansas, uh, just south of Nebraska. But uh, they said, well, Dan's from Belleville. Maybe he'd want to be in sales. And even though I'm rambling here and I, I talk a lot, I was not the outgoing, the sales type. I always thought of sales as like the used car salesman. Yep. And that's not me. <laughs> I cannot do that. Um, uh, so I was like, well, if, if I'm ever going to get out of Kansas City, it's like, this might be my opportunity. But 
at the same point in time, we were thinking, well, maybe someday then as well, I'll continue to work my way up in the company and, and keep moving forward. So we took the opportunity and, and we moved back to Belleville six months after I took that promotion. And, uh, in the meantime, I took the promotion two months later, we had our first child, um, you know, four months after that, we're moving. Uh, life was crazy, um, but it was good, especially for me being out of the city, uh, out of the rat race, what I called it. And uh, so many positive things happened to us while we were there, and I don't regret any of that. It's it kind of broadened my horizon as to, you know, what uh, what is out there. And, you know, Kansas City is not the biggest city by any means, but big enough for me. Yeah, when you're used <laughs> to growing up here, right? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. My wife was from uh, Kansas City, born and raised. Um, uh, a little bit of apprehension, but <laughs> we'd been together long enough. She knew what she was getting into. And uh, so uh, we moved. Um, I excelled at that at that job. Um, really found that it didn't have to be the used car salesman. It, uh, uh, my, my biggest thing, and, and my kids will you know, say this every time, the thing, number one thing that I hate is lying. And just that honesty, that integrity, the you know, telling the customer straightforward, yeah, you know, this is what you should do, and, and that is actually kind of helped us because I think they do have that trust in us. And it's not just me, but it's my people as well. And, and you know, we'll be straightforward with you and, and uh, we'll tell you if we can't do something as well. And, uh, but that led to tremendous success in that position uh, on the wholesale sales side. And uh, I actually then had an opportunity to take a sales manager position in Denver. Um, I knew I did not want to be in Denver. I love Denver. I love visiting Colorado. That's fine. But uh, we we decided that uh, if we were going to live anywhere, it was going to be close to family, whether that was my family or Monica's family. We wanted to be either right around them or somewhere in between. And... Uh, so we knew Denver would not be that uh, that av- the correct avenue for us. Um, so we I turned that one down, and uh, it wasn't too long after that then that I actually had another opportunity to take the sales manager position in Kansas City. Wow! And it just at that point in time, it didn't feel like that was probably the right opportunity. There were some different things that played into that, and and that was fine. Um, but once I turned that position down, it was kind of, to me, the beginning of the end of working for that large, and it was a large corporation at the time. Um, it's since been sold off a couple of different times, and so uh, it's being basically footballed around now. <laughs> and, and so... Uh, in hindsight, it the landscape of that company is completely different from what I left, um, and it's it's falling off tremendously. I see it because I still buy from that company. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> it's 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 kind of shocking to me how things work out. Yeah, 
but uh, almost got out of that at the right time without even knowing it. Yeah, and, and and honestly, that that's it's almost like that's that's how it's always played out for for me, for for Monica, for our family is um, we've been in the right place at the right time, and uh, I mean, even though I've got a good head on my shoulders, believe me, I'm not the smartest guy around. Uh, I know enough. I know enough to be dangerous uh, more than off, more often than not. Um, but uh, that signaled the beginning of the end. And I started thinking about, um, well, I'd, I'd actually had uh, three different customers. Uh, mind you, I was out calling on lumber yards. I was out calling on hardware stores. And uh, three different customers saying, you know, you'd be good in the lumberyard business, in the lumber business. I'd be like, I think you're crazy. But it actually got my wheels to turn in, and, and that's when I started thinking. And knowing the territory, knowing the area, thinking, you know, what would be a prime location to be a part of something like that? And when I refer to prime location, I refer to the other businesses around us, um, whether it's 15 miles away or an hour away, um, you know, which is when we start running into the box stores, the the Lowe's, the Menards, those bigger companies that, you know, the mass, mass advertising that draws, it's things like that. Being an hour removed from that seemed to me like a pretty good place to be. We're kind of on that, that fringe. And, and don't get me wrong, we do lose business to those places. But I'd say that uh, our reputation over the last five years, our growth has allowed us to probably keep a lot more of those people home than sending them that hour down the road. Um, so I started working on that. I actually have business partners uh, because I did not have the uh, financial capabilities to just buy right in. This is a fairly large location. Um, and I knew, but I actually brought in business partners that own two other lumberyards who actually used to be customers of mine. Okay. To where I had developed tremendous relationships and um, they were, did not hesitate, um, but they knew my character. And so um, I'll be eternally grateful. And so um, we sit here today. Uh, we're still tremendous partnership. Um, They're pretty much behind the scenes, but you know, I'm sure we'll kind of get into our expansions and things that we have done there. But they've been, uh, they've been pretty hands-on with a lot of that stuff too. So, um, yeah, August 1st of 2014. So... In two days, we'll, we'll be the five-year anniversary, so we're still here. <laughs> yeah, it's great. You have a very nice place. It's, it's huge, actually. Yeah, um, actually, where we're sitting at now, uh, this actually used to be lumber warehouse back here, and so this was not part of the original hardware store, and two years ago, we expanded this. We knocked out a huge wall there and expanded into this area, and and took out three very large overhead doors and and finished this whole area and 
every year it's been an undertaking of some sort and I'm tired. <laughs> you now you've hit the five year mark. Maybe you can stop for a little bit. <laughs> um, actually, and I, I don't necessarily remember saying this, but back in April at some point in time, evidently I did say that uh, no more building uh, for for at least a year, and they actually made me sign it and they posted it on the wall up there. And, <laughs> and uh, I don't know if it's still hanging there because I think they've figured out that I'm probably a, a little bit full of it and they're not going to necessarily <laughs> be able to control even if I said something because I said it after the remodel two years ago. I said no more. And then... Here we are. Here we are. And this three months ago, we built a, a 10,000 square foot uh, trust plant. Wow. So talk about an undertaking. And, no kidding. And yeah, it's it's been interesting. But how cool you have a background in that. You have two other investors who have a background in that. Mm -hmm. That's pretty amazing. Uh, it really has been. Um, we've, you know, so we bounce things off of each other. Uh, we trade product back and forth. Even though I have no ownership in their businesses, um, you know, we, we work well together. Um it's really, you know, kind of going back to how everything has just worked out for us. You know, the the trust business side of it. Um, I'm selling to contractors um, or carpenters in our area, but the strength of our business is selling to other lumberyards. And so... I've fallen back on my wholesale experience and the relationships and the trust that I'd built with those guys to say, guys, you know, we're in the trust business and, and it's everybody in this business. It, it, they hear, it, I, they know what's going on and whether it's through another sales rep or, you know, just mutual contacts, um, they've, they'd all kind of heard and, you know, well, he's, doing this up there and and so I uh up until two up until two weeks ago I had not made one single sales call on any other lumber yards on anybody for trusses um that being said uh we grew into where I now have well uh, currently with our summer help which is full-time I have eight full-time people in this trust plant, and then I have four part-time people that I can call in that have other jobs, but they can, once they get off in the afternoon, they'll, they'll come in and they, they love it out there. It's, it's, you know, it's such a change of pace. I wish I could be out there more. <laughs> so it, it's, it's therapy for me if I can get out of the office and get away from the computer, but um, it's... It, it's really worked out well. We're, we're selling to a, a number of lumber yards. And like I said, two weeks ago, I went out and, and made some sales calls to some, to some, I made sales calls to four lumber yards. But um, before that, we, we're actually, I think our numbers were up to 12 different lumber yards we're selling trusses to. Wow. And is that just through word of mouth? That's through word of mouth. Wow. Amazing. So yeah, it's, it's worked out very well. And what a cool thing to be able to bring to your hometown. Absolutely. I th the thing that I am most proud of, um, 
is the fact that when we bought the business five years ago, there were six full-time employees. And if we counted the four part-time employees and then our um, full-time plus our summer help, right now there are 21 employees that uh, are currently on the payroll. Wow. So tell us a little bit about the business that you took over. Was that pretty established here for a long time? So or? that was fourth generation business. Uh, I've been in business for 120 years. Um, uh, fourth, yeah, fourth family generation. So wow. it, it's, yeah, it was well established. And uh, when we when we purchased the business uh, five years ago, we actually purchased two locations. We purchased Belleville and Clyde, Kansas. Um, actually, May 1st of this year, we sold the Clyde location to somebody from Clyde uh-huh. that wanted to take that on and try to grow that business. Um, we unfortunately, my my goal always was to grow that business. And we got to the point where I couldn't even make it down there. And and this business had just grown so much that uh yeah, we just we I couldn't. We couldn't it was more of a hindrance than than anything because we could not put that focus into growing the business and, and making it a profitable business. And um you know, so uh, we'd actually looked at closing the location. These people from Clyde heard that you know, we were thinking about maybe closing it, and uh, we were fortunate to, to come to an agreement, and they purchased the, the buildings and the inventory from us, and, and we actually still supply them a little bit um, and help them out. Um, so it, it's, once again, it, it's worked out somehow, some way. That's amazing. Well, I know that your motto is be honest and genuine with your customers. Absolutely. That is the most important thing because that will keep them coming back here. Um, you know, it, to say that the, the day-to-day everything is just a ball of joy, it, it's, it's inaccurate. But one thing that I do love is customers coming in here and, and at least feeling comfortable to, to basically, I mean, I, I catch all kinds of crap. <laughs> <laughs> They they are constantly ribbing me about something, and I love it because I'll give it right back. Yeah. It, it, but to have that relationship, or or just to have people want to come in here and talk to you, you know, I can't go anywhere without running into somebody. And uh, if I go somewhere, and and Monica won't expect me home for you know another half hour because I'm standing somewhere talking yeah. to somebody, and. Good things and bad things about that. You, yeah. you can't ever keep a schedule and you don't ever want to be, I don't ever want to be, make it come off as rude, but I, I do. I love talking to people and, uh, you know, for the most part, living in a small town, uh, there's so much that you, you have to do with that to be successful in business or to be a you know, I consider it a, you know, a pr- productive member of society because this community, you know, it, it, we thrive on farmers. That That's, we have to, that is our base, agriculture. And nobody wants 
them to be more successful than what I do. My business hinges on it. And, uh, you know, we've tried to diversify with trusses, with expansion into the, you know, more into the hardware side. And, and you know, five years ago when we took over, they were they had done updates with True Value and, and you know, tried to remain viable in hardware. And they'd done a great job. So I wasn't buying into a rundown business by any means. They'd done a good job of upkeep. We just kind of brought it into the next generation. And and then uh, with the customer relations side of it, um, it really was primed to to take a growth. And, and we're fortunate we've made that happen. But it, it wasn't just me. It was, you know, maybe a change at the top to kind of spur that a little bit. But great people on board already. I've got... I've got a guy that he's been here since I was two and wow. I'll put him up against anybody. The most knowledgeable guy. Uh, he's, he's a walking encyclopedia. I mean, you show this guy a window from 20 years ago or 30 years ago and you're like, wow, this is that. And it's like, Amazing. yeah, it, oh, it is. It is. I, I mean, the things that, uh, uh, he helps us accomplish. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And, and then, uh, a number we've had, well, at this point in time, I guess there's only two other employees that are still left here from the the changeover. And but once again, the knowledge, the the uh, experience, uh, it helps tremendously. And then we've been fortunate to find other good people and and bring them on board and uh, continues to help us succeed. Um, then last year, actually, uh, well, we didn't put the cord back together, but actually sold uh, my brother 5% of the business. And so he is now ownership as well, and he he's actually uh, been kind of stuck out in the trust plant uh, for the last, uh, last 10 months now, full-time. So it wasn't necessarily the goal when we brought him over here, but the growth, the expansion, it's it's the, uh, I'm the cart before the horse guy. And, and uh, you know, it, it's it's been kind of pulling us along. We're understaffed, and I know that. Um, not so much understaffed to where it's hurting business. It's probably hurting my health more <laughs> than <Yeah>. anything. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I've... Five years in, I've still got bills to pay. I've still got debt that I've got to get rid of, and 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 so I, I maybe I'm a little tight. That that's fine. I put it on myself, but I'm also getting to the point where even just today we we're talking about, you know, I need to probably hire more people, <laughs> and yeah. so uh, it's it's on the radar. <laughs> <laughs> but what a great thing that you can provide jobs for people in your community too. It. You know, like I said, the thing that I'm most proud of, and uh, you know, we're not just we're not just minimum wage jobs either. We we are far from it. Even my high school help is not it's not a minimum wage job. You know, if you're gonna work, if you're gonna work here, you know, we need you to to pull your weight. But we're not just gonna pay you a seven dollar and seventy five cent an hour wage. We want you to come and be able to pay your bills you know i'd i'd love i'd love it if i could pay every employee i had more than twenty dollars an hour and 
who knows? Maybe someday. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things that you know, once we're out of debt, you know, those would be things that I would look at because I want my people to be successful because I know that I'm not successful without my people. So that's that is something that is definitely not lost on me and and I I wish that right now that I could reward them more for helping us be successful and helping us sustain the growth and, and continue to grow, even though maybe we'll take a break on the, the projects. Hopefully <laughs> the business continues to grow. Right. So you're five years in, coming from the wholesale side to then being an entrepreneur. What are some of the things that you've learned that might be helpful for other people to hear too? Because I think we're all helping each other on this entrepreneur journey. Oh, absolutely. Uh, actually, four years ago, just a little over four years ago now, um, there's a small business, a lumberyard, that is 10 miles away from here. And uh, when they were um, going into business or thinking about going into business, I actually sat down with them and helped them talk through some of the things that I went through. And uh, the main reason I did that is, yes, do we compete? Do we, you know, have some of the same customers and, and run into those things from time to time? Absolutely. And we're 10 miles away in a town of four or in a county of 4,000 people. Um, my theory, my thinking behind that is, is, there's enough business to sustain. And part of our success is going out and tapping into other markets. And that's fine. But that small town, they depend on that store just as much as our community depends on our business or our grocery store, things like that, that we are fortunate to have. And, and we're not, you know, a small, small town by any means. But we, we are, you know, 2,000 people. You know, do I see our growth changing? I absolutely do. Do I want to play a part of that? I 125% do. Um, but the thing that I think of the most is, you know, taking our business, what we do, and don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not the innovator on a lot of things. I was in a lot of lumber yards before I was in <laughs> my lumber yard. I stole ideas. I, you know, I, I, I was constantly seeing things and, and thinking, I should do this. You know, I should do that. And, and taking those ideas and turning them into something that we do every day. And so for us, you know, still communicating with other businesses, whether it's 10 miles away or an hour away, you know, that is what I'm doing now. I would actually, right before you got here today, my true value rep was, was in here. And uh, of course, a lot of the reps that come in here, it's kind of, it's kind of different for them because I have so many contacts. I have so many customers of theirs that I have relationships with. And that's not always common in this business. You know people, but you don't necessarily have that back and forth communication with them uh, consistently. Uh, especially now where I'm selling trusses, it's even more consistent. And um, you know, we talk about the, you know certain businesses that 
that maybe he's talking to, you know, and, and it's funny because I've talked to the same businesses and, and they always, you know, there's questions whether it's, you know, we've got a customer that we sell trusses to that is currently a true value store and, uh, the point of sale systems and changing over, we changed over our point of sale system this year, which I don't know, that's probably a, a worse overhaul than than any expansion we've done <laughs> and we'll still struggle with that for a while but um uh you know talking about that or about hardware suppliers or about you know where do you go buy this or you know just bouncing those things off of people and 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 not being afraid to let them know what works for us you know I, that's fine i hope you know i i, I love to see success you know, especially with people that I know, you know, good for you. Yeah. I mean, there's some amazing things that are going on that, uh, with some other businesses that I know about that would scare me to death. <laughs> but at the same point in time, you know, people say, well, you've done some pretty crazy things too. And <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I kind of have, <laughs> but, uh, the business has dictated it as well. It's, it's, you know, I didn't, I didn't step into that, that cart without the horse, you know, it was, it was already going, it was already, you know, the train moving down the tracks, you know, maybe it wasn't as fast, but it's picked up steam and, and, you know, we're full speed ahead and, you know, we're sometimes being reactionary. We didn't, had no intention until, maybe January of building this building out here. We had the idea in January. The weather did not cooperate at all this year. August, or no, I'm sorry, April, uh, I think it was April 14th. It was still bare ground. And uh, it was, well, it was before mid-May. The building was up and fully functional. And we did it all ourselves. Wow. So... We, the only thing we hired out was we hired a guy to do the electrical and we hired a guy to come and do the roof for us just because we just didn't have an extra day. We needed to catch up on our day-to-day operations. And so 10,000 square feet, concrete, building everything up in less than a month and building trusses. And once again, I don't know how, but it worked out because if we did not have that building right now, if we did not have the new equipment that we put into place, we wouldn't be in the trust business. They would have gotten so frustrated with us. There's, there's no way we'd be able to keep up with what we'd done before. And three years before that, we'd actually added onto our South building out here and we'd done a 48 by 120 foot expansion there. So that was over 5,000 square feet. And we thought, well, this is going to be big enough to build trusses in. Boy, were we wrong. <laughs> it wasn't even close. Our layout was horrible. And and at that point in time, we were building trusses. And that's where I'm telling the guys now. Is we, were, we were building trusses, and we were building our own trusses, and we weren't really pushing to anybody else. And But we weren't building, you know, like, house, complicated houses or anything like that. We were building uh, trusses for pull sheds or for garages or, you know, simple... Uh, you know, additions on a house, things like that, that, uh, you know, we weren't necessarily engineered. And, um, well, (laughs) once that changed, uh, fortunately, I I found a good company to partner with there. 
Um, they provided the software, the training, everything for us, and we were able to kind of start branching into the manufacturing business, which even at that point in time, until May of this year, we were not manufacturing. And wow. it is night and day. I mean, you would have gave us a house to build and it would have taken us probably a week. And now we can do that in a day. And it's, depending on what it is, it, it is simply amazing just the technology that has helped us out there. We went from two guys on saws to do it, maybe cutting out a job in four days to one guy on one saw cutting out a job in essentially a day. Uh, I mean, it, it just really hinges on what it is, but uh, the production is just amazing, uh, the differences. But uh, not planning on that whatsoever. <laughs> no wonder you need more help. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, n- I never planned on any of it. I, I, yeah, do you you know own a hardware store in a lumberyard? No. Uh, you gonna own a truss <laughs> manufacturing facility? No, I'm I'm not. You know, it's I, I don't know. I don't know why it's worked out like it has, but it has. So don't look back. Look forward. That's good. So you have mentioned kind of your even untraditional path through school uh-huh. and learning a trade, so uh-huh. to speak. And even how someone saw in you that you would be good at this before you did. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the importance of mentoring people or allowing even people to come job shadow or things like that to figure out what it is you're called to do? Cause I struggled with that same thing. Like I changed my major five times. That's, yeah, it's uh, hard decision. I would I would encourage it wholeheartedly. I, I don't care. I don't care what it is. You know, if you have any interest whatsoever, you know, there's there's actually a, a student right now. He graduated this last year, and I didn't know, but he's he's gonna go to the Votech in Bloit and and go into carpentry. And and um, he was in here oh, a few weeks ago, and. I've actually still got his list of, of items on my desk that I need to get to him because I told him last week I would get it to him. But uh, uh, he was in here, and he's going to go into carpentry, and he's got all of these things that he needs to uh, get. And I said, give me your list. Let me see what I can do. And just to help encourage somebody to get into that in then hopefully come back. You know, whether whether you end up going into that and thinking, you know, after a while, well, maybe I'd like to do plumbing. Maybe I'd like to do electrical. You know, whether it's coming back and starting your own business, I would encourage somebody that I would help them with that. You know, if you need that startup, if you need to help get going, come and see me because the community, the area needs it. And and so we all need to be supportive of those local businesses. Am I biased in that? Absolutely. I've got a big business. I need, I need local support. Um, but we will, and and we do help promote business within, whether it's, you know, our business or the grocery store or the restaurants or whatever it is, we all depend on that, 
local revenue on, on those businesses sustaining and, and being able to provide the jobs that they provide. And uh, any way that I can help anybody, whether it's encouraging them to go that route or, you know, you know help them figure out. You know, if, you, if you're not sure, take a year. Maybe you'll figure it out. You know, don't go waste your time or waste your money like I did. I wouldn't say it's a waste. You know, I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed my time. Uh, but, yeah, hindsight, I'd, I'd probably do it a little different. Uh, but I say that at the same point in time thinking, well, if I did it different, maybe I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. And I love what I do. Is it overwhelming at times? Most days. <laughs> and and uh, do I ever think well yeah I need a vacation yeah I do but everybody does and that's why I'm the last person that takes a vacation is because my other people need that time as well and I'm more than happy to help provide that and um, but anything that we can do to help encourage or support growth within the community whether that's with a young person or with another business we are all about doing self-promotion or or cross-promotion what is it that you love about Belleville? I guess I would say the people more than anything. Um, but I don't have I don't have bad experiences. I love growing up here. You know, we'll go back to the fact that I wasn't I was a BC student. You know, there's a few A's sprinkled in there, but it wasn't it wasn't setting the world on fire. Um, but it was so much of it for me was social. It was a social experiment, I guess, and. Even today, that is so much of what my business is. I, you know, I, it's not uncommon for me to be here until two or three o'clock in the morning trying to catch up on my work, and then I'm turned back around and I'll be here at seven. Um, you know, this morning I was here at six, but I didn't come back last night, and I thought I'd get here at six and catch up on my stuff. And no, that wasn't enough time. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's so much. Uh, so much of what I do is the social aspect and, and uh, people coming in here and they want to talk to me and that's fine. I'm the face of the business. And if they want, if they feel like, you know, they, they need to talk to me, then I'm going to try to deal with them the best that I can. And uh, I, I, I don't know. They, people up front all the time kind of say, well, all you do is talk. It's like, yeah, I, I feel like most days that's what I am. I'm a professional <laughs> BS guy. <laughs> but that's it. That's what it takes to run a business too. Yeah. You, you've got to be able to relate to your customers. You've got to be able to be involved with your customers. Um, and I, I truly believe that's, that's a big part of our success with, um, uh, you know, that you don't get that in larger cities and, I see it with some kind of quote unquote chain stores that that maybe they're not large chains that certain people would recognize, but uh, me, you know, being in this business, knowing their business, um, and, and the competition, if you will, or what other lumberyards are doing, if they're not homegrown or locally owned. We we can step into that market because 
there isn't the loyalty, there isn't the relationships within the community. And if you don't have that, I think you're lacking, especially in a small town. You get into a city, it doesn't play in because you're, you're, you know, even on a small city of 20,000 people or something, it's, it's not, there's not so much that hinges on what you do day to day. Um, It it just kind of goes unseen. But with what we do, how we're involved in the community, um, it, it's noticeable, and and we hope to keep it that way. That's great. Dare I ask, what's next? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently nothing, because there's a <laughs> sign up there on the wall or a note up there on the wall that says <laughs> I signed it and no more projects. I, you know... I think we'll continue to evolve, whether that's adding different product lines, kind of becoming more viable, maybe like that one-stop shop where we're, you know, we've got the, we've got the hardware business. It's, it's, you know, the plumbing, the electrical, the paint, the hardware, it's the tools. Amazingly enough, I like, I like to promote this as well. So, uh, Milwaukee Tools. We are the number two independent company in the state of Kansas as far as Milwaukee sales go. And we're in a town of 2,000 people. So I'm just, you know, let everybody know that if you find something you're good at, you can succeed in it. And we do very well with Milwaukee Tools. And it's, it's amazing because... Five years ago, I don't know, they may have sold $5,000 a year in power tools. And I would guess that uh, if I actually had to put a, a number on it, it's it's north of 200000 So it's wow. it's all about that finding something that you're good at and taking it and running with it. Uh, it's not a, not a big margin item. So, you know, unfortunately, it's, it's not... Uh, it's not the best thing to be the best at, but boy, it's amazing. It's amazing what, what people are into and tools. People love tools. And, uh, but you know, so we, we evolved into that. And I'd like to say that, you know, we've got a little section back here in the store that we had planned on dedicating to workwear and maybe to boots and things like that. And, now I question whether or not we have enough room, but I've already been told no, no more projects. So <laughs> I, I'm probably not doing that this year. Eh, but I don't know. I've got some room to the north, so maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> but we might branch into that a little bit because I, it's just another thing to help get people in the door. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we expanded and... Just really, unless you were to see our business and to see the evolution of just the property in general, um, it has been something, literally something, some sort of project every year, if not multiples. And uh, yeah, we're we're tired, um, but never say never. So, you know, continue to figure out what the needs are of the community. So... We'll see. Workwear is probably on the horizon. Like I said, we've been talking about it, and I just need to find time to do it, I guess. Or room. Or room. <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah. 
So, no, that's great. Yeah, sooner than later, I would say that that's something that we'll be into, and then uh, kind of see where it goes from there. So. That sounds great. Well, how do we follow along and keep up with what you guys have going on here? Well, unfortunately, we're not very good about promoting ourselves online, but uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Belleville Hometown Lumber um, in Belleville, Kansas. Um, and, and really, that's, you know, we do have a True Value website that's provided to us through True Value. Um, it's not something that we actively promote. Um, something that like I said we need to develop our own website things like that but really uh, where we've been fortunate is it's kind of like the trust business the the word of mouth just that reputation that without um, the advertisement it's just kind of grown and uh, who knows maybe it could go even bigger if we did start thinking about uh, advertising uh on primarily probably online a little bit more. Um, but that's, that's the place to be Facebook. And, and, and if you get on there and you follow us, uh, tell Monica to do more promotions <laughs> <laughs> or more posts. So you guys know what's going on. Well, Dan, this has been great. Congratulations on all your success, and we well, can't wait to see follow along you. and see what's next. Thank too. you. Yeah, she'll if I do any more projects, I, I guarantee you she's gonna <laughs> they'll, they'll be on Facebook. <laughs> Good deal. So you, you'll know what we're up to. Good deal. I love it. So, thank yeah. you. No, thank you. I appreciate it. I really do. Well, I was so impressed by the way Dan runs his business and his willingness to help and pour into others. Investing in the next generation is such an important role in the future of our rural communities. And Dan is setting an example that we can all learn from and bring to our small towns as well. Huge thanks to Dan for being on the podcast and thanks to you for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Have a great day, everybody.